revision.io. So um, thanks for, for being here today. We're going to explore empathy as a capacity for humans to, to collaborate, to innovate. So it's about empathy and emotions in the workplace. I think that's a pretty underdeveloped field in most, at least, male work environments of my age. I don't know how this is at your age. Um, so we are going to have a very short input from me just to frame it. Is it still not loud enough? Is it okay? Yeah. Um, and then I would just um, invite you to, in silence, reflect on, on a number of ideas and questions and suggestions to you regarding emotions and empathy. And we're then going to be opening up a fishbowl conversation to conclude like what has been your experience and what might this mean for you or for, for the world or whatever your, your context is. So my name is Ulf Brandes. I work as an agile executive coach with large corporations and uh, SMEs in the field of like how can we collaborate better, how can we innovate better, how can we have more trust, more empathy in the organization because more and more executives realize like how much this is missing. They see people not collaborating, they see people competing, they see people hiding, they see people not take responsibility and it's getting more and more obvious like how this is putting Europe also behind in terms of how and where are we standing in terms of, if you want to see it this way, uh, our social and economic development. And if you've been hearing the keynote this morning and the, and the opening words, it's in the bigger picture as well the question like is the, the right-wing populism and all this maybe an effect of lacking empathy in the world. So for me, I mean, I've spent half my life now in management as an entrepreneur and as a as a researcher and consultant and um, the driving question for me really has been like uh, what is what is life about in the end and what is my relation to life now, I'm a father of three children and how do I what's my perspective on life is it something that I want to control that I need to have my grip on or is life something that I can just be part of and, and contribute to it? And the question may be a bit abstract right now, but it's a very driving question when you have kids here. Yeah? Like, do you want the kids to become this or that? Like, I want them to become a lawyer or an artist. Or do you want to, um, the children to have a place where they can grow whatever they are? It's these kind of questions that are highly on my mind with three boys. And um, it's what's really driving my work more and more because I see this related to leadership as well. What do I want to be as a leader? What's my idea of being as a leader? Are you joining us? Yeah. Let's have a nice circle as much as possible. Ah, it's nice to see more people joining. I hope it won't disturb us too much later, but welcome um, to those of you who have just arrived. We are yeah, in the middle of just my opening and framing this session. Um, so, the new folks are arriving once they can listen right on time. My thesis for today is that emotions are driving energy in the workspace. Energy like people's engagement, people's passion about doing something. I'm more and more convinced that um, it's not logic, it's not ideas or models that make people engage in what they do, but it's really how they feel about work. 
Like even if it's the most brilliant startup idea, the most successful innovation in the test market, once you want to have your workforce fully stand behind it, they need to, of course, buy into the idea of the product. I mean, that's obvious and it's purpose. But also they want to feel safe. Like, yeah, do I need to worry about something or can I fully engage without worrying what my boss or my coworker is going to do? So that's, uh, and this is a completely emotional field. Like as a manager, as an entrepreneur, as a father, as a friend, whom can you make trust you? You cannot ask people to trust you. It won't work. Trust is something that you earn, that people will give you completely on their own will. And obviously, trust is something super important for people to collaborate and to have empathy. So once we are more in contact with the role of emotions and our feelings, my experience now really has been in the last 20 years or so at least after starting as a physicist and economist so I was really in the brain world right like mathematical models Schrödinger equations uh, social uh, systems theory systems theory incentive systems lots of mathematical viewing of what people do and how people engage like uh, with my professor we've been modeling incentive systems like if I give you more money you work harder I mean this is the belief behind so many bonus systems and even with most startups like I give you shares in the company you're gonna work harder because you work for the money right so once we go beyond that idea of it's money that drives people we see like and once we realize how important emotions are for the questions how self do I feel how engaged am I I started to see really feelings as something as a notion of I am caring for something and you will see this in a minute what I mean with that like a feeling is some is a signal in my brain that I'm deeply caring for something right now and I'm connecting with that which I'm caring for and if I care for your feelings I empathize with you that means there is some level of connection between us in that moment at least from me to you and sometimes you can feel that oh somebody is connecting with me and there is resonance and this is what trust and empathy is basically building on in order for us to collaborate more more alive yeah more 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 focused more with the other people rather than with my papers and i'm reading this to you and i don't connect. I mean, yeah. so i've seen so many companies trying to enhance collaboration with whatever ideas like reorganizing reorganizing again reorganizing differently like sales and marketing is it two departments is it one department is r&d under marketing or above and yes this is interesting questions and in the end if they collaborate it's mainly driven by are they having enough space to feel and to connect to feel themselves and to connect with themselves and from that space connect with others and feel safe about what they do and then energize with the purpose um, so when we connect with ourselves and with others that's what I mean with we empathize it doesn't mean the full compassion compassion would be like wow I see you in tears and I'm as much in tears as you are or I see you in joy and happiness and I completely I'm sharing your feelings that's compassion for me I think we could discuss this um, but um, just to make the distinction, it's really just the act of connecting often is enough for us to build trust based on that, even if we don't jump into the river of the other person's emotions and get carried away. Um, so the other side of not having empathy is really if we compete, right? If we 
if I am trying to figure out who of you and I is the better manager or the better tech guy, or if I see, if I help you, my bonus is at risk, yeah, then we are not anymore in the field of empathy. Then I don't, and I care less for what you need. And I see many of the issues in the workplace where people get into arguments or don't collaborate well or hide information linked to the, the competition that we have in the workplace, which is something that we should also sp speak about today. Like, because competition feels different. It's, it's like the opposite of connection, it's, it's separation. You know, we are in different departments and my boss wants me to focus on this and your boss wants something else, I don't care. And this is the end of an organization. So imagine like your liver and your stomach competing. Or imagine your heart holding back parts of the oxygen for its own sake to grow another organ. I mean, imagine. And you're laughing, but we are doing this in the company often, right? Like we are trying to get the bigger budget. We are trying to get whatever the more attractive people in our team. And this is not bad. So what I'm trying to say is it's not about just like giving myself away and becoming the super nanny of everybody, but it's this balance of caring for myself as well as caring for you. And this balance is a very dynamic thing. Like if I think you're cheating on me, then I might be less empathetic. But I still keep the bridge open. This is one of the ideas that I want to share with you. And let's have dialogue after, like how, how you see that and reflect. So after this short introduction, I wonder if we are ready for a short silent reflection, if you like. So even despite of all the noise, I would invite you to a question that I find very deep, but that helped me a lot in exploring my own sentiments about empathy and about emotions. So if you consider for, mo for a moment, what would be the most meaningful life for you? What would be the most meaningful life for you? Just imagine yourself either here and now or maybe in, in a year from now or when you are dying and the, the end of the life is near. What would be the most meaningful life for you. See some people take notes and that's fine and others I see closing their eyes, that's great as well. Meaningful and I'm going to make some suggestions and um, invite you to just check your resonance like uh, for the suggestions I make to you like would you say yeah wow that's what life is about for me or would you think like oops hmm, not mine let's see what else he comes up with. One suggestion for me, as an idea, the most meaningful life might be to survive, like to win. The idea, life is hard. And if I don't win, then you might win. If I lose, I'm out, as an idea for my life. How true is that for you? I come up with another one. I belong. I have a place. My life is most fulfilled and most meaningful when I am accepted, when I know where I belong, when I'm welcome to the people around me. And I feel safe about that. And take your time to look at whatever images or stories of your life might come up when I suggest these. I'm coming, when I come up with a few more ones, um, just for your inspiration. And, don't feel obliged to follow what I'm suggesting, but it's an invitation to check, like, wow, is my, what is my life about? Like, what would be meaningful, most meaningful? Is it this or something else? 
So a third suggestion might be, my life would be most meaningful when I finally overcome the obstacles and my limitations. When I maybe leave the village that, I, that I've grown up into and um, go to the place where I really should be. My life would be most meaningful when I grow beyond anything that holds me back. I'll just go with whatever image might come up or any idea or suggestion. Another one would be like, my life might be most meaningful when we have justice, when there is peace, when we share, and all people share, and I'm engaged with that, when we collaborate openly and trust in all directions. Another one might be, ah, but that's so bureaucratic, so my life might be uh, most meaningful when I bring change. When I have a message for people that they would listen to, when I am being seen, when I am being followed, because the change that I bring to the people that I offer to them is something that they want as well. And maybe in reflecting about that, you might also want to consider another idea of what what would be your most meaningful life and that might be an idea like ah but if everybody is a leader like in the previous idea then we have all those egoist little tribes and somebody needs to see the whole and my life would be most fulfilled when I see the whole and I help people overcome limitations between those different tribes or companies or leadership circles and we unite we really unite all borders are gone and I help to that like Europe maybe united after the war or like everybody here in Germany was glad after the reunification when East Germany collapsed and kind of united with West Germany so it's this kind of like wow if I can help to these kind of things happening my life would be so fulfilled and another and final suggestion might be yeah that's so idealistic that's so utopian to see like all the world united and there is no planet b and many people i see they are stuck in this idealism and nothing is really happening so but there is work to be done right here and now so for me life might be most meaningful if i move from idealism to help really very specific progress and development if i help people develop if I can see people grow in my environment, if I can see people do all these other things, like feel safe, feel connected, have a place, grow beyond limits, have justice, be followed and be listened to, strive for unity, and I am the person to help to all that happening and to give space for that. So despite all the noise, I'm going to give you another moment to just let all those suggestions walk by you. Don't try to stick to something, but if you stick with the question like what would make my life most meaningful, maybe there is another image or a smell or a scene from childhood or something you've seen in a film that just makes sense for you right now. So when you are getting ready, I would ask you to continue the reflection in a different way now. So let's form groups of three. Please gather together in small groups of three people. Should there be an uneven number, two colleagues of mine are going to try and either join or not join. So please, and you can move your chairs. It's best if you move very close. And because it's easier for you to put the headphones off, right? So, um, and it's very loud in here. So move together as close as possible. 
And let's just see, I didn't count how many people we have. Try to move knee by knee. <coughs> we are 16, so that means... Then if you want to join other groups, that's probably perfect. Thank you, Christine. By the way, this is Christine and Moni helping. Okay. Uh, please keep the hand for a moment now as you found yourself. There's somebody over here. One is left. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you want to move over there with those two? Put this back Dann kommt mit rein, wie ihr wollt. Hm? Ich brauche dich nicht, danke, das geht. Vielen Dank. Okay, so just quickly, let's please put the headsets on quickly. Um, so, can you all hear? Please remind others to put the headset on for the moment. Who is speaking? Who is speaking? I've got the wrong, <laughs> I've got the wrong uh, channel now <laughs> because when I put the phone on. So I do this without hearing what I say. Um, yeah, thank you. So really quick, in the groups of three, I ask you to do three rounds. So please um, choose A, B or C and all to get the equal role. So don't worry. Just a question of who begins what. So pl please decide who is A, who is B, who is C in your group. Did you agree? Oh. One of you is an A, one of you yes. is a B. It's, it's random, it doesn't matter. It's going to be all the same for everybody. I can hear. You can hear me, right? Okay. So we're going to do three quick rounds, okay? I'll be the timekeeper to help you have focused conversations. So. The person with A will start by sharing a story that could either be linked to what we just talked or something else. It's a story of things are falling into place. Life is great. I'm enjoying myself or I'm close to whatever has been meaningful to you in the previous reflection. If you feel like, well, it's delicate sharing, share something else. It's a story of joy. What have you enjoyed recently or last years about what would be a dream of yours where things are falling into place? And person B has the following role. Please give person A empathy. So please listen as focused as you can. Try to have no interpretation, no judgment. Rather focus on like what are you experiencing in listening? Like what are my sensations? What am I feeling in listening to your story? What is it like for me? Yeah, is there warmth anywhere in the body? What kind of feelings do I have? And it's, it's new work for some of us, so don't worry. Just give your best and just try to give the person empathy and refrain from judging or interpreting or knowing or having ideas for her or him. Person C will, first of all, be witnessing and just be part of what's happening and listen in to both of them. Person B will have two minutes to respond to person A after as she finished and responds with resonance like what have I been feeling what has it been like right now to listen what have I experienced when you said this how did it feel for me when you said that so again no tips ideas solutions judgment just try to focus on what you feel and if you feel like oops I didn't I don't know it's difficult take your time and share that, like it's difficult. I mean, that's an information, that's a feeling too. 
like, oh, I feel awkward right now. Maybe. I don't know what to say. But you will probably have some ideas what to say. So you've got two minutes to share this, and I'm going to time it. And then person C has been just witnessing what both have been doing. And for person C, my question is to just again give resonance to what you have felt in this interaction in the previous five minutes. When person A was sharing a story of joy and things falling into place, and person B was sharing what this made her feel or him feel, share we now your feelings about this. And again, no solutions, no tips. Just what did you feel? And then we are going to switch and do it three times so all of you have a, have a share in sharing something. Okay? It sounds complex, but it's pretty simple. Any questions about this? Person A, ready? Start with a story of joy. Person B, listen in, empathize, feel, observe your feelings. And then I give a sign to, for the person B to start responding. Okay? Okay. Please put your um, please put your headphones back on and if you have already thank you. Let's put two chairs into the circle in the middle. Just two and let's form a very small circle. Yeah, let's or oh, have another one, yeah. Okay. And let's have a final conversation until they tell us to stop with it. I've asked for a little extension because we were starting late, unfortunately. Um, I just have a, a final round of sharing. Whoever wishes to share, like, and ideally everybody speak. What has been your experience as this person A, kind of, or who told their story, shared their story, receiving empathy and also receiving the feedback, um, what the witness has been experiencing? What was this like for you? Just a few words, and we're going to just pass the microphone around. Whoever would like to have it, please raise the hand. And the person who had the phone passes the phone over to the other one. So that ideally everybody just shares their, their final feedback. Okay. Who would like to start? Like, what did you experience receiving empathy, receiving resonance? What was it like for you? Um. I think it's a very simple exercise that pretty much always works. So um, I think as soon as you have the intention to listen, uh, then you can very easily tune into the other person. And what happens is it always creates a field of presence. So maybe in the beginning I'm distracted by things the other person is, but as soon as I set myself to say, okay, I'm going to listen, then there's this kind of like field or like connection between each other naturally and it creates presence and um, I mean it's pretty simple so as soon as you really listen you know then then connection happens and you can move to someone to something bigger together thank you very much and what have you felt personally like what was it like for you in the moment of listening you've shared with us your experience with it in general and I would love to hear from you like how did you feel receiving empathy and the moment you sat there in the chair and the person responded later on it was presence and connection that's it feel yeah, um, yeah. my body like uh, my body felt good idea uh well my body felt more alive in the beginning i had more cold feet and stuff and then <laughs> when i was more you know present and connected then the whole you know blood flow gets better and you're just <laughs> having this kind of warmth connected feeling yeah. <laughs> okay thank you for sharing <laughs> Next one, anyone? Uh, the same, um, physically, like the body started, my heart started opening up and then 
once you start, it's the heart start warming and then opening that space. Literally, like entire entire moments where the space got bigger, and then you can actually go deeper as well. I can feel the conversation. You go really low, like deep, um, and that's how my body started feeling for the whole, hold, also holding that space. It makes it really, even though we have small circle, but I can sense that it was a large and then very deep space. How would I name that feeling? <laughs> I can hear. It. Sorry, I can hear. It. I'm so sorry for this. <laughs> I don't know. It's on. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's so noisy when I don't speak. That's why I wanted to put it off. So, how would you name those sensations? Like, if there were words for them, like what might they be? The names of. What you felt in listening. You described your, how your body reacted, and that was great. And yeah. I could completely follow that, actually. I wouldn't have words either right now, but just if you have any suggestions, like what you're. Oh, uh, it feels the feeling is just that deep sense of awareness. Awareness, yeah, that's what I could swear. Wow, yeah, yeah, we went deep, you said, right? Yeah, awareness. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this. And I can only visualize a cradle, like a very deep, like, cradle. A, a cradle, a yeah. A cradle. Something that's holding something. Wow, yeah, thank you. Thanks for sharing so deeply. Who else wants to share? Please, everybody, ideally. How did you feel? can try. Um, I think what was uh, special in the beginning, I had to tell a story first and I was uh, really searching for like what sh what story do I want to share? I don't mm -hmm. know anyone here. so what But um, it came pretty easily to just um, one thing I was thinking about when you said about meaningful life and everything. So I shared a story about friendship and, and holidays and stuff. And what was um, interesting is just um, how how this turned up the whole the whole conversation of the four of us or anything we were four in the group and it was getting more of a conversation of the four of us than like like listening and obse observing and stuff but um yeah it was really encouraging to to listen to the other stories and everything encouraging so nice. yeah, yeah thank you for sharing <laughs> yeah. time Well, I can just quickly share something. Um, I felt really touched by the conversation we had in our group. We didn't follow the rules either. We just kind of made them up as we went along. But it's always this experience that when you really listen to strangers, you notice we're all alike. We're all different, but we're all alike. And that's always very warming sentiment, I guess. Thank you, Ulf. Thank you, Moni. Well, let's have two or three more voices. Just try to share. It's, it's difficult, and, and we've had many female um, participants speak. I'm a man. For me, it has been a lifelong journey, really, to get into my own vocabulary of like, what do I feel, and actually also into the noticing. So, thank you for sharing. Yeah, sure. Um, so, now I sort of forgot the idea of what I was going to say uh, when you <laughs> when you said that, unfortunately, but. Uh, 
Um, one, yeah, one, one thing that I uh, thought was interesting was how, so when Marissa started uh, sharing her experience in the first place, she, um, you know, she started kind of slowly, and I think she didn't really trust herself to say what it was she wanted to say, or, or that's kind of the feeling that I had. Um, but then, you know, we had, like, it was, a, it was a good good connection and a good active listening situation, and then she sort of opened up, and you could feel her opening up, and you could feel, like, things flowing yeah. a bit more. Um, and then, and then it, it, it was quite nice just to have her express that and, and, and what she, she had experienced. And then also interesting to, you know, interesting that you, I find that I quite often, you know, I, I hear something that somebody says and I, it, it'll trigger like a memory or a, right. or a feeling or an experience that I have. And then I find, you know, you'll have this momentary like jump back to that, maybe a positive or a, or a really negative experience. Um, but it, it sort of, it, it puts you on this level with that person um, where you're, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, I've been there. I, I get that in, on, on some level, and I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. And then, yeah, and then it makes it easier to lean in a bit further and to go a bit further and to ask further questions and, and do that sort of active listening. Yeah, thank you. Opening up, leaning in. I could really feel that from your sharing. Thank you very much. To sort of piggyback on this, I was sort of looking around and watching everybody sort of choreograph their actions. And it's interesting that when you start to look at people, and even right now you're doing it, all of you, um, you're like the sort of, there's this active listening choreography that people do. So like that was kind of what I picked up. And then I've mentioned this with, with the, my, my participants that like, I find it really fascinating that uh, a lot of the experience about empathy now is being used in terms of a product, or like used in terms of a conversation around a product that people provide. So I, I wondered just to ask everybody like, how much of this is becoming a service-based economy where we are just providing empathy and we look to service in order to provide empathy. Empathy as a service, interesting idea. But thank you also for sharing your observation regarding like how it was to see other people lean in and, 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 and listen actively. One final comment from, from someone from last experience. I'm, I'm receiving signs for us to close. I'm really sorry that we've run over time a little bit. I think there's, um, from my experience, really two ways of listening. Um, you know, this just listening while someone is in a small talk situation with you and you're just, yeah, I listen to that story. But then there's, to me, it's always, almost like a switch when you go into deep listening and you really go, I really go into like the life of the other person, you know, and I, I always recognize when I'm being deep li listened to, it's it's a different different way for me to talk also when I have, uh, especially in this consciousness scene, there's people that really, you know, have this skill to listen to you deeply you open up much more. So I think uh, this is this is the great thing about us humans. We d just don't care about ourselves and, you know, uh, that we're well up. We can also care about some other creature and, and go into their lives. And, you know, it's a present that I'm giving to a person wow, by really yeah. deeply listening yeah. to I the other one. I get the goosebump from this present idea. And thank you for sharing this as well. I mean, this is a feeling of receiving and giving presents. And I'm, I'm so glad that despite circumstance and time pressure, we had the opportunity to explore these questions. Thank you for your openness in participating, for your curiosity, for your activity, for your active listening. I'm completely happy and feel gorgeous about what has happened today. Thank you very much. If you want to receive more material, um, I'll ask the organizers to send you more things if you like. And um, yeah, you can opt in or out. Yeah. Thank you very much. My name is Ulf Brandes. Bye bye.